0: You are now entering the thick goddess energy morning show. Me in the building. High priestess in the building didn't let my fears kill me. Transmuted my pain and I cleansed in the rain. Found out I was worth it and I conquered my demons. I accepted my purpose and the goddess I became. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your Thick Goddess Energy morning show. I'm your host, Ariana, the quantum energy healers in the building. Get the... Wake up. (laughs) Let's get it. I'm so happy to be back on season two. The official season two technically would be season three. (laughs) But... Um, we're not being technical, right? We're not counting. We're not counting. This is definitely, um, just again, uh, happy to be back. Thank you guys so much for the support and love those of you who keep tuning in and appreciate the value of the podcast. I will continue to bring you more information and people and interviews, um, because I think that we, we can be dope as fuck. Like, right. We can talk about some shit. Um, but let's get into it today. Um, today's gonna be one that's gonna hit the heart space. <laughs> it's, it's today's gonna hit the heart space. Um, I want to talk about mother wounds because a lot of times, you know, when we're going through healing um, and we're we're going through the lovely levels of healing, should I say? And, and there is many levels. You will you will go through so many different stages of healing and you'll think that you're good we always think we're good until we're not and then you'll go through another um, moment that'll be just like damn I didn't want to be here I didn't want to be in this space I didn't want to be in this moment where I still feel like shit So just remember um, that to give yourself, give yourself time and understand that you are not going to be able to heal your wounds overnight. You're not going to be able to heal your wounds in a year. You're not going to be able to heal, heal your wounds in one session, no matter who you go to. I think there's the big misconception that um, this instant gratification, instant everything and healing is no different. Um, It will take time. It will take patience. It will take understanding. It will take you to take a step back and release, release again and release again, (laughs) release again. I'm going to read you guys something though that i had wrote on facebook not too long ago if you follow my facebook then most likely you read it um i do thank everyone who reached out to me because they were like damn she feeling it i will tell you guys something about me i'm a very private person when it comes to what i'm feeling in this moment i like to process what i'm going through by myself i don't like to add everybody into my business so what i'm going through i don't call people to complain that's just not something that I do. I'm always looking for solutions, not problems. So I don't call people to complain about my life. I call people to ask them how they're doing. So I'm, I'm very different in that aspect. So when you do see me post some shit, most likely it's way after the fact <laughs> that i've been able to work through it and i understand it a little bit better because i am someone who picks apart everything um and i will analyze that shit that's the virgo in me okay it's the strong virgo in me will analyze it and then i'll come back to that but i'm gonna read this to you guys so this was um this was a while ago Um, but I was talking about mother wounds and I said um, I never realized how much a parent could destroy you I never realized how hard it would be to heal from it either when I see a post that says call your mom or make sure you make memories with her before it's too late. I feel nothing. I've spent decades buying Mother's Day cards filled with words that don't spark the same feeling inside me. And I'm going to dissect this after I'm done reading the whole thing. But um, many people who have lost their mom say that the same thing that i will miss her when she's gone but that is not true i said goodbyes a long time ago i mourn the mother i wished i had i mourn the mother she will never be and i mourn the mother the loving woman i wish she could be towards me i know she loves in her own way and i know she isn't the worst mother a child could have but she wasn't the mother i needed nor is she now I can't go for to her for advice in life, relationships, business and education. So what is our relationship now? She can be mean, which triggers the meanness I felt as a child. She can be cold and distant, which triggers the inner child abandonment in me who never went home and talked to her about her day because she knew she would be silenced. She's inconsiderate, which triggers the many times I suffered by her poor ass choices. And no matter how much I attempt to help, everything revolves around her. She has died more more than five times and still hasn't humbled herself. She continues to blame everyone else for her problems, the forever victim. I don't expect her to change, but who else is going to take her? Don't get me wrong, I love her, but I don't like her. Even though she lives with me, I don't wanna see her every day. When you have worked as hard as you have to heal and grow, the last thing you want is anyone to be around you that is negative and depressing. I struggle with how this next year will be, with her here with me, but this is my truth. And so let's unpack that. Cause some people are like, damn, like that's rough, you know? And <laughs> let me tell you, it's truth. Truth doesn't always mean that it's not gonna hurt because my truth is my truth. You know, like I said, I still love her. <laughs> don't like her as a person and I think some when you get to um, certain stages of healing you'll understand that there's people that you love you genuinely love them but you don't like them as people they choose to be certain ways they choose to do certain things they choose to act certain ways and you're just like man as a person I I really don't want to be around you I tolerated you or we had this very dysfunctional um, connection before but when you start you know, fading away from the dysfunction, you don't want to be in those same spaces anymore. So I'm going to unpack some of this. Um, the first one where it was like, I never realized, realized how much a parent could destroy you. The thing about it, and I want you guys not only to, to look at your connection with your own mother, but I want you to look at your connection with your child, especially your daughter. Um, You know, my mom was very loose with words. She could cut very strongly with words. She still can. Um, And I got called a lot of different names that hurt me to the core of me. Um, But when I had my daughter, I couldn't call her those names. I never called her a bitch. I never called her a whore. I never called her, you know, stupid. I never called her any of those. Things, no names. I was very, very, very conscious and aware to never ever talk down to her in those ways. And I never did. Because despite what you think when you're in the moment, when you're angry, when you're pissed off as a parent, those words that you decide to call your child will replay in their mind forever. You are the first thing, first person that is showing them how the world is gonna treat them. And so if you're treating them cold, if you're demeaning, if you don't even watch how you speak to them and make sure that you're respectful and loving, guess what the world is gonna do to your child? I just want that to sink in so when you're having a bad day you know i used to have these days when i was about to lash out on my daughter so many times but i didn't i kept that awareness like nope it is not her fault you had a bad day at work it is not her fault that you have a short fuse right now you know what i would do i would be like please just give me a moment Just give me a moment. And I would always say be quiet because we didn't say shut up in this house. Okay? there's a part, um, the next part, which is when I see the post that says call your mom or make sure you have memories, you make memories with her. I feel nothing. And I can tell you guys, that's been something for decades now where I would buy Mother's Day cards. You know, that's the next Um, part where it says I've spent decades buying Mother's Day cards with words that I don't feel, you know. Mother's Day cards are like, oh, you you know, you're always there for me and and I I don't have the because my mom isn't. Um, again, I know she loves her in her own way, but she isn't there for me, and I don't even think she realizes that she just can't be there for anyone. Um, when you talk to her, she—it's really all about her. Um, there is not much conversation about you. So again, I go through these moments of wanting to show love or wanting to show that I care, but then also feeling like I'm just—why am I doing it? You know, like I don't even have the. The real emotions behind this, you know, but I do it anyway because I'm like, why not be nice? Why not be uh, loving? Cause I'm a loving person, <laughs> but I don't have those emotions. I don't, I don't feel that. So, you know, I want some people to understand, I know some of you have, have lost your mothers and I know some of you have um, regrets on what you should have done when when they were alive or, or the connection, but please don't, don't project that out on other people because uh, there are a lot of people who do not have that type of relationship with their mom and they aren't going to regret the silences between them. Some parents have done some heinous shit to where it's unforgivable. And and I'm not even talking about me, but just on a general, there's there are certain moms that did some crazy shit. So just remember, just because you miss your mom doesn't mean that everybody is going to be on the same page. The other part about that is also remembering that Every bond is different. Um, Just because you have regrets, that doesn't mean the next person will. Like I, like I state in mind, I don't have that relationship with my mom, Um, nor probably will we ever have that relationship. It's one of those things that you come to this point of realization. Um, And even when like I picked her up and I came here, there was a split second where I thought, she was going to change because she was um, getting very ill and, and you know, just, OK, maybe she's going to change. And for that split second of her not changing and going back to the same shit different day, not wanting to do what the doctors are telling her, or just going against treatment and not doing the things that she needs to do. It brought up my my inner child my inner child come up came up and i was very depressed and sad and and just going through it because i was just like here was my inner child feeling like i felt when i was younger like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing you know we're not we're not working on a relationship you're not even trying you know it was just one of those things in in a harsh reality that sometimes you cannot change what was never there like sometimes you can't you know how you try to rebuild a connection but sometimes you're trying to rebuild a connection that was never there and i think sometimes that's a hard part to swallow and that was a rough one to swallow this past few months is realizing that our relationship has always been dysfunctional it's never been a real relationship um and it is always been distant and in my path i have been the mom you know i had had to be the mom and taking care of everyone else um even to when like i said i always talk about when i was younger and my mom coming to live with me you know after i had left and got emancipated at 16 to leave home because i didn't want to be there um And then she was always living with me after that. So I ended up having to be mom. So I I didn't get to be daughter in this life. In this life, I've been mother to everyone. Um, Even like my brother, who he's the oldest brother. You know, he's the oldest, but I've been like the oldest sister um, in so many ways. So I haven't been able to just be, not be mom. I've been mom to everybody. So... When you, when you just sit back on the levels of healing and the levels in the reality of your life and you start cutting the illusion or what you hoped things would be and you see things for what it is, you realize just what your connections are. And it, sometimes it's not gonna be what you want. And I and I my heart goes out to each and every one of you who have lost your mom, who had a relationship, who, you know, remember, you know, that relationship. And as crazy as it is, I have moments of my mom trying to be a mom, you know. There are these moments where she baked in and she made like, you know, certain things where she cooked. And I have certain memories of like Halloween, her making my um Halloween costumes. So there were these moments where she tried to be who she was, but being a mother wasn't it. You know, it was more like a, I don't know, I wouldn't say big sister, but I would say caretaker in some ways, a person who's there, but. So i you know what um at this time i just try to refocus on the good times and let go of the bad times and i would prefer to just hold on to those moments where she tried those moments where she was doing the best that she could because i do believe that i do believe she did the best she could even though that wasn't the best for me um and when I say I've mourned her, uh, again, she's died several times in this life where I have mourned her, I've said goodbye, and then she'll you know, come out of it. And it's like, okay, well, you're still here. You know, <laughs> so I just like, all right, if you go, you go. I love you, it's been real. You've been on this earth 70 years, 40 of those years I've been here with you. You know, it's like, all right, we good. You know, I love you. It's no hard. It doesn't make me love her any less, but it's like, I'm OK if she goes. You know, I think a lot of people do. They spend their life being mad at their mom um, and being purposely mad at their mom or purposely unloving or being petty and holding grudges and I never did that with her um, despite our relationship I was always always still there I was always available if she called me I'd listen to her for hours and her complain, because you know the conversation was always about her but it never was about me I'd get a couple sentences in it then it'd be right back about her But I would listen, you know, I would listen and I would be there. So I don't have those um, those regrets that people have. I'm good. I've been the best daughter that I could possibly be. You know, not in my teens. I was very rebellious against them. But when I got to my teens, I I didn't have any respect for my parents in neither one of them. And I love my father, but neither one of them I had respect for because of just the choices that they did, they would make, and we would we as the kids would suffer. Um, so I lost a lot of respect for them, especially in my teens. Uh, first time I ran away was 13. But I went back home because it was rough being a runaway and being a minor and not being able to do shit for yourself and having, you know, to steal um, and just being scared of where you're going next and being people's, you know, maids because you're living in their house. And so you're cleaning up their shit to and hope they don't put you out, you know, type stuff. But Um, I did go back home and then, like I said, by 16, I had got emancipated because I just felt I was tired. You know, I was tired as a child of dealing with the shit and having somebody else get money for me and they mismanage it. And then I was always left with nothing. I started working when I was 14. I got my first summer job at 14 and no one had to take me. Like I went and got the paperwork, took it home, got it signed, you know, got my job. Um, and I was on it, you know, I had a job at 16 also. That's why I was able to get emancipated Went before the judge, I was like, I could take care of myself. They're like, are you working? Yep. I had proof of of my pay stubs, (laughs) you know, like I had everything. And to be honest, I can't even remember how I, I learned about emancipation. I don't, I don't even remember how I learned it. That's not a term that people in the hood talk about. <laughs> you know, I don't even know where I learned it, but I did. And I was like, yeah, I'm outro. And then the next year, my, my mom was in, you know, my mom and my dad were at my house cause they were homeless. So again, I don't have those, those, uh, oh, I did. I wasn't a good child or I haven't been here for her. Or, you know, I actually have shown her that despite, the way that she's been despite her meanness that I have still loved her and been here for her and I hope on some level it helps her you know it shows her something because Her mom was a piece of work. So I get where my dad and my mom get it from. Their parents weren't shit when it comes to emotions and feelings and damn sure didn't show them or teach them how to love, you know. But unfortunately, you know, as kids, we paid the price. So mother wounds run deep, you know. But one of the, some of the things that I did differently is I made sure to not treat my daughter in the same way. Me and my daughter have a really, really close relationship. Not that we haven't been through things, not that we haven't had arguments, not that she hasn't been mad at me. Not that we haven't had moments where we don't talk for a few weeks. Um, but overall, um, we we have a, a close relationship some people will look at us like sisters we're so close um and we're there for each other regardless like I know I can count on her you know I know I can tell her stuff and her not judge even though you know she's she could be judgy but um, and she knows that she can come to me about anything and I got her you know um And like I said, my mom is not the worst mom, but I went through, um, you know, some kids it's rough not to have both your parents available when both of your parents are cold and distant. Um, it is rough as a child. So you, you do grow up like very alone, very abandoned, uh, very unwanted, very unneeded in your life. Um, And so now as an adult you know i look at like my daughter my daughter is in her now we can say late 20s she just hit that 26 um and we literally um she comes to me about everything you know every life choice every life decision everything that she wants to do she comes to me and she's asked my opinion and you know ask what I think what I feel and it's so different like I can give her advice on life on so many different pieces of life and I I'm so glad that I can do that and then I look you know <laughs> at my relationship and my mom is someone who has unfortunately misplaced her life I'll say she has lived in fear of failure and she has self-sabotaged and she chose to be an alcoholic instead of be a productive adult or any you know Um, and so she has not done anything in her life and I see it in her eyes and the remorse and the and the feeling as if um, she never made it. You know that's a harsh reality to have to live in. So I do understand some of this, some of the emotional places she's in right now. Um, to be so um, in your energy that you just did not make it. You didn't do anything that you could have. And and if you're someone who is so damn skilled, she's one of those people that can, she can sew and and just she could do a lot of things when it comes to crafts and um sewing and um um fashion and stuff but she just made some wrong turns for herself and kept kept self-sabotaging so i can't go to her for business advice or life advice or you know she was someone who was in an abusive relationship and after my dad the people she were with were users Users, They used her and she never could see it. I could see it, but she never could see it. And um, so, you know, it's like, damn, I can't, I can't go to you for, you know, this, this help. I can't, someone that, that you feel like you should be able to go to, to ask for help. And I'm not talking about monetary help because I don't, I don't ask her for things like that. But I mean, I can't go to you for just advice in life and it's because I feel like well, you didn't make the decisions in your own life so how could you give me good advice (laughs) and I know that's kind of probably shitty to say but like I've started my own business I've done things in this life that I've worked my whole life Um, so I just am like I've gotten to a point where I know if I'm going to ask questions to anybody I'm going to ask questions to someone who has Experience, And I don't ask people things that they're not vetted in. So just like I'm not going to go and ask someone who doesn't know laws stuff about laws. You know, that's what a lawyer is for. <laughs> I'm not going to go, you know, I've just learned that you need to go to to people who uh, have the advice that have gone through what you've gone through. that you know, have their own businesses that are running shit that are doing certain things. You just don't go to anybody. Like, I'm not going to go to someone who's unemployed and ask them how to run a business. That is, that is, that's demacity. You know, it's, it's, it's not, you just can't keep asking people. I'm not going to, you know, get relationship advice for the person who's been divorced 10 times to me that doesn't that doesn't speak highly of someone who understands what marriage is or relationship is people will get offended about this but i i believe it to be true i think um you know you can't ask your single friends about relationship advice they're not going to give you good advice they're fucking single for a reason It's always easier to tell somebody some shit when you're not in the situation, but go to people who are going through what you're going through, have the experience in what you need. Those are the people that you ask. Those are the people that are going to give you wise advice. Don't go to the people who ain't got a fucking clue. You know, it, it, it's just you You can't. You can't. So I've learned that. And, and then, you know, because we don't have a relationship where we talk, it's kind of like, so where are we now? What relationship do we have now? Am I just going to be the the part-time caretaker? Because my daughter is the full-time caretaker. And I love that my daughter stepped in for me because it is hard. You you get triggered. You get triggered and she sees it. And so she steps in because she loves her mama. So, (laughs) when uh when you're dealing with somebody else who is going through their own issues and, and, and i'll probably do a um, podcast just on being a caretaker because it is very hard so those of you before you just step up and and um you know just step up to being a caretaker you got to understand um you got to understand what that means to become a caretaker because you are literally dealing with someone and it's like having another child. And depending on what mental state, um, physical state, health state that they're in, not to mention someone who is family, there's triggers with that because you have a um you have a background with them. You have a past with them. It's not going to be as easy as you think to take care of someone that you have hurts and pains or, um, un- you know, unhealed wounds with you think it is until they do some shit that triggers the inner child in you and then you come to this space of spazzing out or or crying or hurting because this is unhealed and most likely it's going to be like that so do think about that before you get into a place of just i'm gonna take on this person (laughs) i'm because it's my mom i have to I think you really need to think about that because sometimes it will actually fight. It'll actually go against your healing. And I have to be honest with you guys, because when I when first, um, my mom came, it hit me way harder than what I thought. And it made me sit back and think like, damn, I've, I've done so much. I've done so much to get to where I am. I've worked so hard to get to where I am. And now I'm sitting in this space like, Damn, I got to deal with this. I got to sit with this inner child of mine. Which age um, did maybe I not uh, look at? What age did maybe, um, you know, is coming out and that I need to deal with or I need to talk to or I need to, you know, um, get on the same page as? And you don't realize that, especially mother wounds you don't realize how deep those wounds are and how many different ages you have different issues with because remember depending on your age will determine you know how and depending on whatever the situation is some people only have a few different ages that they went through but generally, it's good. They can remember, generally, it's good. And then some people don't. Some people have year after year, it's just shit after shit that you go through. And you don't realize that it's going to come up until it does. And then their actions or their. Attitude that is the same, it hasn't changed. And you're like, after all this time, after everything that's happened, your attitude is still the same. And that's the part that triggers you the most because, you know, people will tell you, oh, that's your mother. You just need to forgive her. And let me tell you guys no, no, and no. You have to be honest. One of the things that I am with my mom is I'm very honest. And when she is mean or has been, because she's actually been better now. But when she was or, or kind of certain saying certain things, I would tell her that's rude. That's mean and that's rude. You know, we're here to help you but we're not here to be your slave. So if you don't like what we're doing, if it's not fast enough, if it's not on point, get up and do it yourself. And you'll have to be You'll have to be very um, assertive and you'll have to be very honest about what you're feeling, not just taking somebody's um, stuff and feeling bad. Oh, well, I feel bad that they're... No, 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 no. You brought yourself to this no matter what you... This is your doing and now I'm here to assist, but I'm not going to be the punching bag. I'm not going to be the person you lash out on. I'm not going to be the person who takes the shit. And so it takes a lot of you um, to keep um, putting those boundaries up and also um, standing in that because it's so easy to just be like, you know what, I'm tired of this shit, whatever, whatever. Um, So before you go running down the path of, yeah, I want to be a caretaker, just make sure you've kind of ironed out a lot of this stuff because it will trigger your inner child. And one of the things I've noticed in healing is that no matter what has happened, so you could do all the healing and you can get all the awareness on it and you can come to terms with all the things that you want to come to terms with. It will not change the fact that it happened and it will not change the fact of how you truly feel about the person. You're not going to love this person more because you've healed. Okay. Let me tell you guys, you're not going to love the person more because you've healed things. What's going to happen is, is that you've let go a lot of things, you know, you just des- deserve better. And so you're going to live your life as such. And when these people like the mother wounds, the mother comes back in, you will have to make decisions on whether or not you continue uh, to deal, how long you deal and what that looks like for you. OK, um, so I just wanted to talk about that because I know that, you know, mother wounds. Uh, again, I always talk about um A father, you know how important a father is to a daughter, but you know what a mother is too. And when you don't have that nurturing, supportive role in your life um it will take a toll on you because somewhere as a child you have to become the adult and you do take away a lot of your childhood becoming the adult um i was lucky for myself that i am a very imaginative and playful child so i was always able to find a way to go outside and play and run around and be in my head um But again, like I said, I do have some moments. I do have some cool moments. I do have some happy moments with her. It's not all bad. Um, But one of the things that you'll sit down and you'll see is especially if you have a good relationship with your own children um or if you have a, a bad one you'll see the cycle that you have created from your mom right so if your mom and you were like this she you cuss your mom out she cuss you out and now you're cussing your kids out they're cussing you out you kind of see the repetitive cycle and one of the things i did not want to do was to keep that cycle going Again, I don't cuss my daughter out. I don't call her names. Um, I don't tell her shit that she wasn't wanted or anything like that. I don't take jabs at her just to hurt her feelings. Um, like I said, we've had our rifts. We've had our arguments. But at at the end of the day, um, we've never let it get bad to where we're, um, we're at each other's throat. And I pride myself about that because when you love people, you don't want to hurt them. I feel like when you want to hurt them, there's there's other stuff going on that you need to look at and ask yourself the whys uh, behind it. Why am I trying to hurt my child? Why am I trying to hurt the child that I love? So, you know, make sure that before you're spazzing out your daughter, before you're losing your shit, before you tell her that you never wanted to uh, give birth to her, before you tell her she was a mistake because you're fucking mad, um, before you tell her she was a demon child, before you tell, call her a bitch or a whore... Before you open your fucking mouth, just know that you will break your daughter. You will break her in so many fucking ways. So I hope you guys are not doing that. And I hope that if you do, you take a step back and you wash your mouth out with soap and do better. Because those words that were spoken to me is about, don't go away. When I look at my mom, those words are still there. Um, and no matter how much I've healed, little girl in me is angry she will always be because <laughs> she was disrespected as a kid <laughs> you know what I mean that's not going nowhere no matter how much you heal no matter how enlightened you fucking become and even you know uh, the QHT, you guys know I've done the QHT, the quantum healing and hypnosis and no matter how much I go through it still doesn't make me feel better about it doesn't make me feel better because oh it was a part of the plan and she needed to be the fucking horrible person in your life and it, it's like doesn't make me feel better yeah there's you get some answers but those answers don't justify it so the little the little ones inside you will still remember what happened they'll still remember how it happened and those words will still replay So that's my take on mother wounds. I think a lot of you probably can heal with your moms if your mom is willing to do the work. But if you come to a place where you realize your mom is not willing to do the work, then you got to back away. You got to back away. You got to choose yourself, you know, because that that can be pretty rough, y'all could be pretty rough. So that's what I got for you guys today. Um, I hope I didn't get too serious. (laughs) Hopefully y'all ain't crying too much. Um, But, you know, just That's just another uh, kind of level of healing. And know that you're not alone. There are several people who go through it. Do not feel bad uh, that you don't like your mom. You may love her, but you don't like her. Do not feel bad. It's a real thing. Um, I think that if the more we support each other, the more that we can support each other and understand that we're not alone. We're not the only ones feeling this. And if other people are trying to make us feel bad, skirt. It's like your mother is your mother and my mother is mine. Okay? All right? <laughs> Very different. So just just let's remember that part. okay? All right. All right, you guys, that's what I got for you guys. Again, I'm super excited to be here season fucking two. Um, Just remember to like this, put it on your favorites, share it to your family and friends, go over there and support the new YouTube channel. There's a bunch of content, backstage stuff. You could see my guests and see what they look like um as well as outtakes bloopers uh stuff like that funny videos and a whole other reaction show called real talk corner with uh my co-host sabrina definitely want to go and check that out because we cover a lot of shit because you guys know i always got some shit to say right uh so sending you so much love so much light until next time bye (laughs)